Hi, this is Gabby Ortiz, and you are watching the Three Count Podcast. Well, now, you guys know what this means. This is like, you know, now entering 201. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which, you know, by all these episodes, you should probably call me. It's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? Well, this girl can be found on the West Coast, the East Coast, up north, down south, AEW. You can find her at SWF. You can find her pretty much everywhere. She's also, you know, blowing kisses to maybe one three-letter man, MJF. This is one of my most <laughs> one of my most incredible friends. I'm super happy having her back on the show, Gabby Ortiz. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yo, on What's the real, up? Though, what is up on the real? You have been like we were saying right before the show, right? You have been like traveling. Like I have been watching you just everywhere. You've been posting something new, right? I'm here. I'm there. I'm going to this place. I'm going to that place for tonight. It is. You are legitimately like just tearing down walls. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't feel like enough, though. Like sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like they like, should be doing more. Like, I look at girls like Willow and Trish and um, uh, like Layla, uh, Masha, and I'm like, I need to be doing a little bit more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you. I like that. That's the perception. <laughs> It sometimes well, doesn't feel like my reality, but I think it kind of is, though. I mean, I'm doing something that a lot of not a lot of people are doing. So, right, and I think about it too. Like, you know, even for like me, I look back and like a lot of the kids that I knew from like high school. Well, we're not kids, but a lot of a lot of the people that I I grew up with from high school, like they're not doing the things that they wanted to do. It's not like people grew up and were like, "Man, I can't wait to be such and such." But I know of a few people who are like, "Dude, that guy really is chasing after his dream," and I'm like. Yeah, that's cool. And when I look at you, like, yeah, I mean, like you said, you have a high bar for yourself. But nonetheless, like when you're running a race and you're not using, you're wearing blinders, like you're leading the pack. Like I just want you to know. Is that why none of them text me anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's just, they're like, you know what? Maybe she, maybe she just thinks she's too cool for school. Only only Vicky. (laughs) (laughs) It's. It's wild to sit back and I'm like, yo, but I'm still friends with you guys. Please talk to me. <laughs> I not not. I know that like on the on the, like the internet sphere, um, things seem pretty crazy and like I've um blown up. I'm the same fucking person. So I've been the same little room mine. I still shop at TJ Maxx. You know, not not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of wild because like. So we had met uh, a couple times, actually. So we had met, like, at SWF last May. Uh, and then we had turned around and met again at, I forget where we were. Oh, we are at SWF, like, that following October. And then, like, I was sitting at 1CW, right? And I'm just chilling out, and I'm just, like, talking to friends. And I felt this person, like, a presence, like, right next to me. And I look up, and it was you. And I was like, oh, hey, oh, shit, what's up? <laughs> and I just, like, <laughs> I jumped up, and you're like, hey. And you, like, give me a hug. And I was like... Oh, it tripped me out because I was like, I just, I didn't see it coming. I was like, I'm very, very sneaky. Yes. (laughs) Don't worry, Justin. It's okay. You don't have to be jealous. But anyway. uh, 
<laughs> Poor Jack, I want to see him so bad. It's been too long. I know. I I was uh actually I was just talking to him. Uh, it was like a, about a week ago, and we were just kind of bullshitting really quick because I know like he um I I can't wait for you to have your show come back on, bro. Like we just you know send a love and support for you, but you know he's like I just want to take a long break, just kind of relax and stuff. And I was like, bet, bro. But you, hey, no, the wrestling world needs you, <laughs> so you need to. Need yeah, to get back and he's to get such bad. a great presence. Yeah, he's such a and like putting him over like a lot, right? Because he is one of the kindest dudes that's just in the world, and like yeah. we need more people like him and more guys. Like um, I don't know if you're familiar with like uh, who uh, Panda is, but Love Panda. Uh, well, on TikTok, I think he's like Love X Panda twenty four forty eight or something like that. He's super super chill dude matt minnick give him a lot of props as well so those are the kind of presence that you want like in like the wrestling community because they're just they're just good-hearted people and they're just there yeah. for a good time i mean i was telling him like i think i said it on his podcast because i've been on his podcast twice um the second time was right before i was on your podcast the first time um and i was basically saying to him i'm like you guys are keeping wrestling alive right now like independent wrestling alive right now because we didn't have the resources to do the Thunderdome or have a whole arena in Jacksonville to run shows. We just were able to keep our, our names out there because you guys gave us a platform to, um, that was really like the only, the only way we were able to do that for a while. So I gave him props for that. And I thanked him and thank, thank you obviously for what you do, uh, you know, to keep, to give us like even more of a platform and, be able to show more of who we are outside of the ring. It's very nice. Yeah. And it, it was funny because it was like a year and a half ago. Right. So we were still full transparency for those who are watching this, or maybe those longtime viewer fans, you, most of you guys know we were running that show on Skype. Like that's how we were doing a lot of our interviews. And then we like, we moved over to Zoom and we were like, yo, this is cool, but we just wanted something kind of like more professional looking. So we went to StreamYard yeah. and like now so much is so much has changed. And it, it's curious because I wanted to talk to you, right? Because like I said, like you watched a lot of things change and mature. And I'm just curious, like when you see that person come up to you, right? And maybe you met them like day one-ish or they were like still relatively new in the business, but maybe you've seen them, you haven't seen them for like two years. And they come back to you and they ask you, they're like, hey, like, I've been in a sport for like, like two years. What are kind of the expectations that you're looking for from that individual to be able to tell you that they're on the right path? Uh, I'm not super, like, I'm not like a stickler for, like, perfectionism or anything like that. Or, like, um, I don't... I don't love putting expectations on people because I don't like expectations being put on me because it's like a scary place to be in. I just want to know if you still love it. Are you still having fun? Is anybody, has anybody crossed you in a certain way that isn't okay? Um, and, um, (laughs) anyway, you know what I mean? So I just want to make sure you're still having a good time. That's my, that's, that's my thing. And like, can you back up? Cool. Good. You're on, you're on the right track. <laughs> it's a, it's kind of appropriate that you would ask me, has anybody crossed me? And uh, I think we both know the answer to that question pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> as well as, as well as I know for you, like, I know that to be true. Yo, I have to ask though, right? Cause like, you're still relatively having fun. Obviously you're having a lot of fun, but 
I want to ask this question and you can be, you can open up about it. You cannot, but you're in the, you're in the ring, right. With another incredible presence uh, on AEW dark. Right. And I remember like you came up to me and you told me, you're like, Yo, I'm going to be on dark. I'm kind of nervous. And I was like, no, nah, don't be. I was like, everybody is on your team. Like, and I, I think about that for myself too. Like, they're there to support you, right? Because they know, like, when you're on dark, it's your first time. You're probably pretty nervous. But you got to be in a ring with Thunder Rosa. And, uh, yo, if I didn't see one of the most bubbliest personalities come out of anywhere when they announced you, like, in the ring, because you could tell, like, one, there was, like, this moment where you and her just – you had to smile at her, and you were like, yeah, like – You blew me a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you could tell. Well, I mean, she genuinely is one of those people too who is like out there and telling people like, "Yo, she's all about the Latina community and like supporting that community." And you could tell like you like right when she she like <laughs> she blew your kiss, you were just like, "Oh yes, I'm in my feels for a second. I caught it, I ate it. <laughs> but I'm just curious, like, how did like not po not pre? I don't really care. I want about post wise. Like, was there a conversation afterwards? Like, what kind of advice did was she kicking out to you? Um. I, I'm going to touch on pre a little bit more because post was a little crazy. She had to do a segment with Jade afterwards and then a run in later for a rampage. So she had a lot going on after me. So I had more time with her pre pre match and things like I've known her for a couple years at this point. Um, I met her in 2017. So I've known her for a while. Um, this is the first time we've wrestled though. So it was a, diff- a little bit of a different ball game, but she was upset. She was like, I don't want to have a three-minute match with you. She's like, I want to go six minutes with you. I want to go eight minutes with you. She's like, I don't want to, I don't want to squash you. And I was like, I don't want to be squashed either. But that's like what we have to do, you know, and that's okay. And I'm like, short, loud mouth Latina girls, don't get to squash people on national television. <laughs> I'm like, this is huge. I'm like, I'm honored to do this. And I'm honored to, like, be somebody that can, like, help you get to that next stratosphere. Because that only helps me. That only helps other, like, like, fucking, sorry. Like, no, it's fine. <laughs> that only helps, like, other, like, scrappy Latin girls that have always been told you're too loud, you're too fiery, you're, you're this, you're that. Like, yeah, I am. And I'm going to kick your ass, you know? And it's like, I just, I told her, I was like, you should be so proud of yourself. And I was like, I'm so honored to wrestle you. And, and, and this, in on this level, this is crazy because like when her and I met, it was at a promotion that doesn't really run anymore called Aspire. Uh, Jenny Rose ran that company. And um, it was at this like really crappy VFW. It might not even been, a, I don't know what it was in south jersey most of the people who were there were jenny's family which was great because they were awesome and i think maybe there was like 20 people there and i was managing lsg i didn't even wrestle that day she uh tagged with holodead for twisted sisters and um to see where she is now from there and i was standing across the ring from her and we were there in 2017 it was a cool moment and I'm thinking about it now. It's making me emotional. That's well, why when she gave me a kiss, it, it, when she blew me the kiss, there was so much history. And there's so much future in just that moment. And it it was special. It was a really special moment. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Like I just and I like I just wanted to say like just watching it, right? Like I felt that like coming through the screen and I was watching that like I watched it live and then I watched it the next day because I was like I wanted to show my daughter like the match because I was like, yo, like Gabby Atiz, who's been on the podcast before, she's wrestling Thunder Rosa and she was like, Really? And then we sat down and we watched it and she was like, Oh wow. But yeah, that moment I felt it too. I was like, yo, you can tell like there's like a genuine connection. And, you know, and, and whether you're like really good friends with someone or maybe they've just like been a partner of yours and you guys know how to sell like emotion. Well, regardless, though, like came off really like and I could tell like it was a genuine moment for both of you guys. And I was like, it was. yeah. Um, so you had mentioned it right that you don't really want expectations put on you. So you try not to put expectations on people. You just want to see if they're still having fun. Um, what is one of the things that makes it fun for you still now? Um, a lot of things, a lot of things are still fun about it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, like, sometimes it's hard to like, when I have show days, I'm like, oh, dude, I gotta leave this, my, my, my princess bed. I have to leave my princess bed. I have to leave my, my stuffed animals and go to this, like, Knights of Columbus and wrestle Vicky again. <laughs> like... That's just I don't love her. I love wrestling Vicky. But it's like, and then I, I get up there because it's my obligation. I, I signed on to do it. I'm not going to back out of it. And then I'm with all my friends. And it it's camaraderie. And then I see all my, my like, other side of the guardrail friends. So fans that I've known for so long. They feel like friends. So, um and I, the one thing I miss about high school, I know a lot of people had weird high school, like, issues and stuff. I did, and I went to an art high school, and I had a good time. Um, I also didn't really, like, go to class all that much. But, <laughs> but I didn't have, like, bullies. And I didn't have, like, I didn't have, like, any drama I had was just, like, stupid. Like, it, you know, so that's what I kind of, and I missed that. And I missed having that. And that's what wrestling kind of feels like for me. It feels like my good experience in high school where I just had like a, a crew, just like good people that I got to see every weekend or, you know, during the week, especially at training and stuff. And that's, and like a lot of adults don't have that. Like I, I know, I know a lot of my coworkers, like they go to happy hour with each other or whatever it may be. And they are, they're unhappy. They don't even like each other. I get to go into a locker room with people who I get to beat the shit out of and then like hug and kiss after. It's great. It's great. It's like Fight Club, but you get paid for it. It's awesome. <laughs> Yo, it's it's funny because you mentioned that because I feel like that's like been the one thing for me, right? It's like I went to high school. I graduated with a class of 39 kids. And the more people that check out this podcast, they're going to realize how small it really was. But anyway, so I told, I've told people, I was like, I have four friends that I left high school with. And I have four different friends that are still in that same, that were into that same high school. But you had you touched on something that really matters to me too, right? Is the camaraderie part. I know, like for me in the military, like I, I had a lot of friends in the military that we were all on the same mission, right? Like, and that's the one thing I tell everybody is like, when you're in the military, you're you're part of something bigger than yourself, and you're always like pushing forward on the goal, right? And so when I left the military, I felt like I had missed a piece of me from that, and I realized it wasn't the work, it wasn't the mission, it wasn't. Um, the ideas that were in the military, right? Although those were all great things. It was a camaraderie. I was missing my my friends who became family members and we leaned on each other when things were tough. We leaned on each other when things were great. You know, we laughed, we loved, we cried. You know, we 
I was the first person in my unit in our new building to have blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, <laughs> and coincidentally, it was all in the same moment. Uh, I was doing push-ups. I had a, a thing jab me in the face and I was bleeding. Um, yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> um, it was. And I was in tears because like, what happened was I was like sweating because I was obviously doing push-ups. My badge came in, it hit me in the eye and it hit me in the bridge of the nose. So I was like in tears because like I thought my bro- nose was broken, but it was just a lot of pain and I was bleeding at the same time. So I'm the only person in my unit to do that. I hope <laughs> that's still the case. But I missed like those moments because I would be sitting, I sat there and laughed about it probably for another year. And I still laugh about it now when I think about it. But walking into a wrestling wrestling locker room, some wrestling locker rooms, it feels like that again, right? Like I'm on the same team. We're all on the same mission of entertaining all these fans and making sure they have a good time and then just leaving. And, you know, but you get to you get to make these like cool friendships, right? Because like because of wrestling, right? Yeah. I mean, we may have crossed paths at some point in time by fate, but because of wrestling, we have, right? And you and I, and we talk about it every once in a while. We just, it's crazy to think about how small the wrestling world is. Yeah. It's a lot like in the military, but, but we're so tight knit that like, we just don't let other people like fuck with us. So we're just a hundred percent of like, like yeah. I can talk shit about wrestling. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I had that moment happen. There was a, a, a guy, um, full transparent, like uh, someone's probably going to cancel me for this one. And I'm not worried about this, but this happened. So me and another guy were talking and this guy was a U.S. Navy, right? He was a referee uh, at, a, at a promotion. And he goes, hey, he's like, you're the military guy, right? And I was like joking. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And he was like, um, he's like, yeah, well, you know, what branch were you? And I was like, oh, I was Air Force. And he was like, ah, yes, the Chair Force. He's like, well, I'm a Navy guy. I was like, man, you know what they say about those Navy, Navy submarines, right? And he was just like, yeah, whatever. But then some random kid came in and he was like, oh, you were in the chair force. <laughs> and I was like, me and the other guy, we both look at each other. We look at the kid and we're like, what branch were you in? And he was just like, because we're waiting genuinely because then we can respond. He was like, well, my uncle was Navy. And I was like, oh, and he's like, yeah, so I get to make those jokes. And I was like, ah, hold on a second. And I look at my buddy. I was like, yo, Prince. And my friend Prince Machiavelli walks over and I go, hey, man, uh, this is my friend. And he's black. Do I get to make those jokes? And he was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't welcome to this party. I was like, no, you weren't. You might want to think about that next time. And then the guy was like, yeah, too bad for you, Sivvy. I was like, yeah, my mouth set sail somewhere else, bro. (laughs) But we kept him around because we were like, yo, actually, we'll joke with you and stuff. But we just set the bar like, hey, no, you're not going to make this joke. And it's just like in the wrestling world, right? Like, we'll, we'll crack jokes. But as soon as that one other person comes in and cracks that joke, nah, man. All bets are off. Yeah, all bets are off. Yeah. But, it, and that's what, and you know what? I think that's what makes it enjoyable for me is that I get to share this, like, awesome locker room, this awesome group of people who are just open and willing to accept everybody Yeah. until you fuck up. And then you get, you're going to get your ass whooped. <laughs> I think there's, um, there's certain things you can do in wrestling and be redeemed for, but I, there's a lot that I, I see a lot of people who always get second chances, second, third chances. Some people that don't deserve it <laughs> um, are a lot yeah. back. <laughs> sometimes I think that we should maybe put a cap on that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's but that. You that's know. neither here nor there. I don't have yeah. that problem. So it's funny. I don't think though. I care enough to get heat. People like, <laughs> want, want, want me to like 
there's this one guy who like tried to start heat with me or they like, try to like get mad like we we're going back and forth on twitter or something i think he tried to get him canceled i didn't care that's like this was, I, I i took it down because yeah, i probably shouldn't have said what i said but um, <laughs> he was like i was making mental health jokes and it's like yeah you shouldn't do this blah 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 it's insensitive and i'm like dude i I tried to off myself like two years ago. Like I'm, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like it's like I'm crazy. I'm a crazy person. I medicate all that stuff. It's great. And then, um, but I'm like, this is the only way. I, this is like my way to cope with it is to like make jokes about it. To like to like be silly about it and stuff. So I went to write my apology tweet, and then it didn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't an apology. <laughs> it was like I was basically. <laughs> I said, what did I say? I was like, okay, making jokes about mental health is how I cope with it. Um, and, you know, go cry about it if you don't like it. And it was supposed, I was literally like drafting it and it was like, uh, and I want to apologize to anybody who I may have offended. But then I, I was like, fuck that. I was like, I'm not sorry about that. Like, I'm not, you're not taking away the only thing that like, that how I cope with my own thing. Right. <laughs> like, so um people try to have heat with me and i don't i don't i don't think that's real like no no and and even like the way you explain it right like that's how you cope with like yeah i can understand because i'm a high functioning uh i have a high functioning anxiety disorder as well as ptsd and uh yeah you know how i make fun i make fun of myself i tear myself down but i do it out of enjoyment because i think it's yeah. funny and I it is fun at it like, and, I, and I do understand where people get upset and I'm like, yo, I won't make fun of you because that's fucked up. But I'm going to make fun of myself. Exactly. I wasn't making fun of me. the guy. Right. I was making fun of like, I think it was like, it was a Kanye West joke. Mm. <laughs> and then. <laughs> that's what you're supposed, to, you're supposed to punch up though. Like you can do that. I agree. The guy's a fucking billionaire. I have like 20 bucks in my bank account. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 Like I can, I can make fun of. I wasn't like talking about somebody that, you know, can't defend themselves. So right. and like Kanye West is gonna even see it. He's basically like, oh, Kanye West might not see that, but your other like bipolar friends will. And I was like, yeah, and I hope they, I hope they know I think they're crazy asses too. <laughs> like, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I get totally... myself in trouble, and it's not gonna be fun, fun day. But okay. yeah, I. It's the way for me to like, I'm very open about like my, my mental health issues. And I tell people all the time, like, that's something that's very important that we have to have like that constant communication about like, Hey man. And I know this show normally is speaking about like growth of wrestling, but you can also have a growth of a person. And obviously we are having that conversation you guys are just along for the conversation. So you can be mad. I feel like other people have to listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) People get yell at us. That's fine. I do it all the time. Don't worry. When I listen to somebody else's, somebody else's podcast they're interviewing i yell at them all the time but i think about it like i'm i'm a big big uh advocate for like mental health right um and i think however you cope with this how you're gonna cope with it and whether you make fun of yourself about it or you continue to reach out and just let people know like your story or whatever regardless but at the end of the day everybody's their own individual person and just however you want to deal with this how you're going to deal with it so i can't tell people like that's a bad way to cope. No, no, no. If that's your way to do it, hey, be your own punching bag. But just make sure, too, that while you're being your own punching bag, you're letting people know, like, that's how you strengthen yourself up, too. Yeah. I mean, like, um, getting a diagnosis and 
being put on medication and staying on top of it and stuff and not just letting my mental health decline again and spiral again like it did when I wasn't taking care of it has been extremely empowering. Like that's like I, I, I'm a lunatic and I, I, I have crazy habits and I, I say ridiculous things all the time. And uh, I date, you know, my boyfriend, LSG, he's like this super laced up, like consummate professional. We couldn't be more yin and yang to each other because I'm like, and he's like, you know, (laughs) and, um, (laughs) and, but, and, and like having him, cause he's, you know, he has his issues. Everybody has their issues, but like, there was a lot of spikes we would get in that, were my fault because I was having an episode and I didn't know and like I didn't realize what it was and now I feel those things coming on and we can work together and my relationships are better with my family and my friends and my boyfriend because I have a better understanding of what I'm going through what's going on in my head and it's like it's extremely empowering and stuff and that's and I think that's a big reason why I've like kind of gone to another level these last like two years is because I have a better understanding of myself and like and I'm able to manage those things better. And a part of managing it is like making jokes about it and like, you know, saying really off the wall shit because it's like, you can't take that away from me. This is my journey, you know? So, yep. And I think that's where it like evolves for me. Like, even with like the character Red Dog, right? Like, yeah. I know that a lot of people will see this name right here. Okay. And they're like, well, that's, that's like, I've gone through like this journey where like, um, my character start off like the super serious kind of like soldier, like militaristic dude. And then like, I got it handed to me and was told like, Hey, this is how you should perceive yourself. And I was like, you clearly don't hang out with military guys because yeah, we don't, we may look that way. We may talk that way. But if you saw us behind the scenes, you'd be like, who the hell is that crazy dude? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, and I find myself like, getting more in touch with like the comedy side of like my character, which is more kind of like a Deadpool side. And I think deal, uh, under, I don't want to say dealing cause that's not the right word, but understanding like who I am and being able to turn up that aspect of me to a hundred to include the crazy shit that I may say. I think a lot of people think that I come up with this shit and like, we'll sit it in a bank and just like, Oh man, when that's funny, I'm going to say what that's, say this thing because i talk a lot of shit in the ring off the cuff (laughs) oh yeah off the cuff all the time like uh i was talking shit to patch right at Mm -hmm. an event and i was like i saw him and obviously you know he has his patch and i was like oh scurvy the one says the seas and he was like i ever heard that one before i was like hey it's okay you can't pronounce my name right because half the letters are missing when you're like this (laughs) (laughs) but I love Patch, by the way, but I was just like, there's just so much fun stuff that I just come off the cuff with. I'm like, it's because I can relate to more of who I am yeah. with, with, you know, with the comedy side and the dark comedy at that, like, the best kind. right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also, you know, things like with you, you've gone through like these incredible journeys. And I'm just curious, like, while you were like, kind of making headway about like who you are, who you who you're going to be in the wrestling community. Like when was that moment that you just had that like instant click, like you're, I get it. And then you're, you're just taking off. I'll let you know when that happens. Cause it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> no, I, I, I think 
maybe that moment was New Year's when they were like, what's your resolution? And I was like, I don't got one. I'm just going to get weird with it. that happened and then the thunder rosa match happened and then the meme happened and then the mjf thing happened and then the the the, uh pcw ultra booking happened a bunch of stuff when i just was like we'll see what happens let's do it bring it on (laughs) i you know what's weird is that in the wrestling community things happen so fast i forgot about the meme and i remember seeing it pop up on my timeline Time after time after time after time. And I was like, I know who that is. <laughs> okay. Um, the meme, I said, like, to Geo, to LSG, I was like, when it was, like, getting, like, circulated and stuff, I was like, Oz is going to die down in a few days. Like, I- I'll-, I'll stop seeing people, like, make weird comments about my butt in, like, a day or two. Someone posted it yesterday under like my like a friend of mine's. They didn't tag me or anything, and it was just like a reaction, like image. And I was like, "It's been like three weeks. Like this isn't going anywhere anytime soon." Cool. Gotta live with this now. But if you don't know it's me, you don't know it's me. But if you know it's me, you will tag me in it. And I, <laughs> I, I made an Instagram story where I was like, "Hey guys, I've seen the meme. Stop tagging me in it." And then I deleted it because I was like, "Oh, I want it." I don't want to be a bad sport about this. Like, I'm trying to be a good sport. There was, like, a second where I was, like, this is, like, a really annoying. <laughs> but then I then I was, like, thankful for it, especially since when I went to um, back to uh, AW and AC when I did the MJF segment. I was in the back with Thunder Rosa, and we talked about it. We made jokes about it. I was on her, her uh, Patreon vlog, and she interviewed me about it, and she was, like, this is the face to the butt picture. <laughs> um so the the cool thing about it is like no one's been mean everyone's been super there was like one guy that was like oh you think you deserve something because the picture of you went viral on the internet one yeah i do think i deserve something two shut up three everyone else is super cool why do you got to be weird because everyone's been really funny and like nice about it and like being like oh that's gabby like you know helping me build my name up because people are like oh who is that like whose butt is that and they're like it's gabby she's more than an ass like she's she's a she's a huge ass but like she's also like a, a good wrestler like check her out <laughs> yeah and that's the thing i i saw it too and i've shared it over to the three count uh our group page our uh not our group page but on our our, our messenger chat and i was like yo this is this is gabby as like she's one of our one of our guests and stuff and i was like this is super cool that we get to chat with her and stuff like randomly. So it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, yo, and, and I was like, and, and I, I was happy for you. Maybe it sounds weird to say it like that. No, I, was it's happy. I was like, yo, she's having a moment. Like this is, this is her thing. Right. So, and then not even like a few weeks later, there you are with MJF. And I was just like, and she gets to have another one. And I'm just like, I, I'm genuinely that guy that's like I'm a cheerleader for everybody else. I'm like, yo, get your moment, get your thing, do your next move. I was like, I get hyped seeing everybody else get successful because that at that point for me, I don't think, man, I want to be like them. I was like, no, I'm going to get there and I'm going to do it myself and get that. Mm-hmm. So I did. I'm I I am super elated seeing like all the stuff that you have going on for you and all the success that you're running with. I'm trying, man. No, I'm not. I'm actually not trying. This weird shit's just happening to me. <laughs> You threw, hey, you threw caution to the wind. You're like, you know what? No resolution this year. I'm just, I'm gonna let it ride. That's I'm gonna ex- see what dude, happens. It's exactly what I did. And this has been my craziest year so far. And it's February. Like, I can't even imagine what the rest of 2022 has in store. 
Like, I hope this isn't like a peak. That would suck. But uh, if it, this is just to like illustrate what's to come, it should be a fun time. It should be really fun this year. And I'm like looking forward to all the stuff I have coming up. And the Monster Factory has a huge project coming up that I'm a big part of. I'm really excited for that to start getting off the ground. Um, and that's probably that one project, I think, is the only thing that like I'm actively like working on and not just like letting it happen and like seeing where it goes like this is something that it so it it begs the question like if i made as much of an effort on everything that happens like you know like i could probably be a lot more successful but i'm i have adhd man and like i don't have like vivance prescription anymore uh <laughs> I, I, i'm hoping to, to get that refilled soon I made that resolution, that non-resolution, when I or wasn't taking my medication. So I think it's just like a perfect. Um, I'm being very vulnerable. Yeah, I think it's just like a perfect. Um, I'm being vulnerable because it feels like I'm just talking to a buddy. Like it doesn't feel like I'm on a podcast. I am talking to a buddy, but it's yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, like a buddy. Other people are gonna hear it, so it's like weird. But uh, no, it's. It might have been for the, it was like pure Gabby, like to be like, I'm not, or G, LSG was like, oh, I'm going to lose this much weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he's like, what's your resolution? I was like, not shit. I was like, I'm, hang, I'm going to hang out. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to see what happens. I don't even know what I was going to say. Um, That's all if right. I get back on my medication, which I'm hoping to do soon. I think, I think things will be a lot more cohesive and I'll probably get a lot more done. <laughs> or maybe it'll have the opposite effect where it's like, I don't know. You, hey, you never know. You never know, <laughs> right? But, it's, okay, so fun thing. Like, I don't think I've ever shared this with you. We'll talk about it now on the show. This is kind of me, like, open up. And it's kind of weird, too. So, uh, May of last year, right, in 2021, I wrestled Beastman, right, in, like, May. And I had a bag of gummy bears with me, and I was snacking on them because I was nervous, right? I was just overly nervous. So I just kept snacking on gummy bears. And then... Two weeks later, I was at a show, and I didn't have gummy bears with me. Didn't have a bad match. Definitely could have been a lot better, right? So I was like, I brought a bag the next week, and I had a good match. And since then, every show I've been at, I've carried, like, a bag with me, right? So maybe that might be your thing, right? Like, right now, you're just not on your you're not on your med. But then, like, you know, you're having all this crazy stuff happen, and there's, like, a lot of good stuff. But then you go back I on. I am on and other might... medication for, like, other Wait, things. no, no, no. That's yeah. super helpful. But my ADHD medication hasn't been filled in a few months, so it's kind of, right. just, you know, we're seeing what, yeah. we're seeing what happens. <laughs> and then, like, maybe if you come back on there, like, you know, things might slow down, right? Or they might pick up even more. We don't know. We don't know. But it's just, it was funny because I was just, I was like, yo, this is like. What gummy bears here? Are they Albanese? Those are the best ones. Uh, You know what? So I just, I really don't, I, it doesn't really matter. It just has to be a pack of gummy bears. Whether they're the like the gold kind, the golden ones, or you get the the Avenues, it doesn't really matter to me. I just I, I like gummy bears. Period. Just got the gummy bears. Yeah, I that. that's cool. So I definitely work with it a lot. <laughs> but I found like it's like my I don't know. It's like your you know how you when it's you're a ritual. Kid, yeah, and it's like your it's like your teddy bear, right? Like I guess yeah. the gummy bears, teddy bears. But it's like that. You just hold on to it and you just like rip with it. <laughs> so I'm like, this is my thing. Uh, yo, so. That being said, though, like, uh, we normally play a game on this show called uh, Pin Submit DQ, right? And this is how it works. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to fire off three names at you, right? Um, 
and you can either pin them, submit them, or DQ them, right? So first three names that we're going to throw out there because I genuinely, I know. I'm, I'm going to know all these people. Are these people I know personally, or are they like, it's like superstars. No, like, no, they could be superstars too. I haven't really thought because randomly, like I said, I don't with this show, by the way, full transparency for people who don't know this, I don't write notes because I've already talked to everybody. I have a genuine connection. No, with I think them, that's so. great. I love that because yeah. when someone's just reading off questions, you're just like, right. Out of here. <laughs> except, except for those who don't know, the question I ask a lot is like, what's been your worst bump? That one throws everybody. Every single time. It's so cool to like watch the stories like open up and they're like, yeah. oh, what was my worst bump? And then they think about it and they're like, that's a good question. And then they come back and give me like some crazy story. I'm like, a lot of them don't remember their worst bump because it was their worst bump. Because so. it was. It's I've had worst. someone tell me that they took a bump. They don't remember what happened. They just remember going like over a top rope and then just waking up and they don't know what happened between like that part. So that's, like, scary. that's my worst bump. Yeah. So I'm going to fire off three names at you. You're going to know. You'll know the names, but you can either pin them, submit them, or you're going to DQ them. So our first three names we're going to throw out is a person you all know, the Vivacious Vicious Vicky, as well as Vanity, and as well as Riley Shepard. All right. Pin Vicious Vicky because I haven't been able to pin her more than once. So, uh She's my best friend, but she's also the bane of my existence. <laughs> um, submit Vanity, because she's hot, and I think that'd be kind of hot. Um, DQ Riley. I, I love her. But yeah. I rest, I, she was like, what, she was my first match ever. So it's, nice. I, think we've, I think we've moved past each other at this point. So. <laughs> All right. So the next ones that we're going to have, right? So we'll throw it out there. We've got Jade Cargill. We've got Thunder Rosa, and then we've got Julia Hart. Uh, DQ Julia Hart, because I don't really know her that well. Um, I'll pin Thunder Rosa as a receipt for the for the last match. Uh, submit Jade, because also that'd be kind of hot. <laughs> that was, I'm, you know what? I'm in with this. So our last three names that we have, we're going to go. We're, we're going to hit it at the Mecca, right? So let's go with uh, Charlotte Flair. We're going to go with Becky Lynch. And then we're going to go with Sasha Banks. You gave me Sasha Banks, dude. Her stands are gonna fucking come at me. Um, her fans are scary. They, I mean, they're they great. To, I they wish I had a show. fan base like that. They're <laughs> scary. I was like, they have to watch the show, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I could true. clip this out. I could clip this out. No, it's out fine. There, I'm, but, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I love Sasha. <laughs> I'll. Um, What were Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, right? Right, right. All right, I'll pin Becky because I think that'd be a cool thing to do. DQ Charlotte because it's like, come on. Um, and then submit Sasha because I'm submitting all like, the girls I think are the most attractive. That's all right. That's a pattern. That's a pattern. You saw it. That's a pattern. <laughs> uh, and submit Sasha. Okay, <laughs> I, like it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, those are like a lot of the big questions that I have, and a lot of things I just wanted to generally have like cool conversations with. So, one, thank you for Yank for coming on our show. Two, can you let our, our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you again? Yeah. Um. So you can find me, uh, Gabby Ortiz on Facebook. I don't use that, so don't even bother liking it. You're not going to find anything interesting. But if you use Facebook a lot, go ahead. Um. 
you can find me on Twitter at Gabbity, G-A-B-B-I-T-Y, and on Instagram by the same name, at Gabbity, G-A-B-B-I-T-Y. My merch and, is in my link tree. Go buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. So, you guys know what that means. Like every good wrestling match, we got to take it home. So, because this is the three count presents now entering 201. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog. That's right. The man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You should be calling me, you should be calling me your Sherpa by now because I've been saying it this whole time. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's always about who's entering the ring. And you see her right next to me. It is the one Gabby Ortiz, and you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there, or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn the notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.